Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from Treasonable Studios in Los Angeles with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She is a comedian, a world traveler, a statistician, and the host and creator of the Villains of History podcast, which can be heard on the Hoo-Ha-Ha podcast network. Always a pleasure to have her with us. Kat Alvarado, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me and for serving us this delicious pie. Well, thank you. I'm glad you glad you liked it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, first show of the new year. Figure, you know, gotta open strong, right? So, uh, so tasty desserts. Mm-hmm. It's not a comeback. We were just off for the holidays, so it's it's good to be back. And glad you dug the pie, and glad you're here. So, this is a good way to start the new year, I think. Happy to be here. Yay. As always, we are also joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason. It is always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Dave. Power to the people. Happy New Year. We are back in the saddle again, getting 2022 rolling. Good to be here. And we're with the Catwoman. Yes. We are indeed. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse. And uh, it is a brand new year, but there is already so much to talk about, which we will be doing after a brief message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches... Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants, available in Omicron Variant everywhere, now and when you least expect it. Unmitigated Spread Variants. It's time for another peak. And it it really is, uh, you know, because we are a week after the holidays and people's ill-advised gatherings. So we're, you know, they, they say, I think it's a generally a two week lag between the, the actual surge of the virus and hospitalizations. Hmm. So we're, we're pretty much do, you know, I mean, the hospitals, uh, even here in LA are, they're not overflowing yet. Hopefully they won't be, but they're, they're filling up again. Well, uh, South Africa's, uh, they're starting to go down. I mean, you know, that's where the Omicron came from. And they're starting to have uh, to where there's, you know, the uh, 
all the cases are going down that they've had. But, so, and they said it will be that way. You would go into a peak, and then you're going to come down. That they were stating. But it's I I think it's it's not apples and oranges, you know. But it is Honeycrisp and Gala, or you know, it's two different types of apples because South Africa, it's it's summer there right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, uh, and they, you know. The different diseases, colds, things that are endemic to that part of the world, partially because of climate and setting, and also additionally because of economy and what they have access to, yada, yada. You know, it's it's kind of like looking at AIDS in America. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, you know, we everything – infrastructure wise medically you know we did have everything we needed you know once we learned what the virus was it just took a long time to do something about it because politics culture what have you you know as well people thought well it's you know it's just a gay disease well who cares about them so you know folks who were in charge of the government at the time are like meh let it go. Not unlike Jared Kushner saying, hey, this COVID thing really seems to be blowing up in the blue states. Eh, let it go. Well, you know, two well, years later. <laughs> it's blowing up in the red states. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. I mean, yeah, not a little. They're getting their butt kicked in. Oh, uh, and that's where they don't have the vaccines. Well, well, they refuse to take them. And so they're having way more hospitalizations, way right. more deaths than the blue people. Well, and you look, at, you look at Florida especially because one of the big stories in the news this week was that the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, admitted that he had lied about the state having, like, I think it was a million vaccine tests that they just kept in a warehouse and let expire. Yeah. And when he was called out on that uh, by someone in the State Department of Health, he denied it. And this week, it's like, yeah, you know, we we had those, but whatever. Vaccines or tests? Tests. 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 And the the Surgeon General of Florida, because, you know, they need one, uh, this week was saying, you know, we really have to get out of this testing mentality, the psychology that the federal government wants you to have. And uh, there was there was a clip from a, a DeSantis news conference where it was like, I mean, before COVID, who ever heard of, like, getting tested before you were sick? And someone on Twitter pointed out, uh, you know, mammograms, colonoscopies, uh Pretty much anyone who believes in modern medicine. My, oh my, my sister God. just is just every time she just cringes every time she has to hear that dude because she's a she, she lives down there. Yeah, she lives in Orlando, yeah, and they got to <laughs> listen to this moron. Just I mean, you know, people go after Newsom, trying to get Newsom, but Newsom is nothing. I, I'll take oh, Newsom no. over DeSantis. Now that's day. apples and oranges. Yes, but you know, they as, as they ask the question, what are you going to do? What else can we say to the average American to get them to do the right thing? Be what better can- than average. <laughs> Be best. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Be best. Nice callback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, because I mean, you know, because they keep saying, "Well, Biden should have did this, and Biden should have." No, dude. He laid it out. How many more doctors? I mean, if you watch the news, seven, five, whichever, they have medical everything from the nurses. Whoever you want, doctors, all the epidemiologists, even my doctor's the epidemiologist, okay? Telling you about this damn virus. 
and they steal. I sat up and you know was talking to a buddy of mine. Yeah, shit, man. Yeah, that you know I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna wait on that. Vi- I'm gonna wait on the the vaccine. Waiting. What are we waiting for? He said, "Well, you know, you know, because they they made it too fast." I said, "Were you there when they made it?" He said, "No, I, no, I don't have to be there, man. But you you can see." I said, uh, "No, I don't. But I can tell you this: I'm vaccinated." I'm boosted, and if they put out another one, how's, how's your 5G reception? Yeah, you doing all right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I sent it to you, Neil deGrasse. Tyson. Yeah, yeah. He had the president of Regeneron on his show, who was his valedictorian in high school. Oh, no kidding! This tough. guy, oh, it's, Small on, world. it's on YouTube. It's a great, and he he created the monoclonal antibody, and he showed you, he tells you how he created it, and he tells you what the monoclonal antibody does. And what the vaccine does. It's a, I mean, I, I've been recommending to people who have a brain uh, to go on YouTube and see uh, the Regeneron and, and the discussion that they have. Because Neil asked the right questions. And this guy lays it out for you. What it does. Why yeah, but it was what, what did Joe Rogan say? <laughs> you know, moron. Uh, yeah. What, what I don't know. You know, these, these scientists and these doctors who actually develop stuff. Mm, I think they're a little too close to things to really be objective. Uh, I kind of feel like Joe Rogan is just a bully who grew up. Like, well, you know, you like know, it's kind of, he just like uh, nerd, these I, doctor nerds. He's going to listen to exactly. them. Exactly. And I, I think over the past couple of weeks, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and now with uh, Novak Djokovic, um, <laughs> not like I've really ever done anything that merited getting invited back to speak at a graduation at my alma I mean, really not anything to merit speaking at my alma mater, <laughs> let alone for graduation but like i've always like kind of wanted to be asked to deliver the the speech at my high my former high school graduation and just let them know by the way all the adults who have been surrounding you and telling you this high school bullshit it's over you're you're done with it you move on into the real world i'm here to tell you it's a load of crap because you you know you look at Djokovic, Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie Irving, you know, a bunch of idiots. Yeah. And it is proof that way beyond high school the dumb jocks are still fucking with the smart nerds. Right. And it's you know, it's not it doesn't have to be that way. But it is, and it's it's not unlike the whole idea where people were like, "Oh God, I can't wait until you know the the election in in 2020, and we'll be rid of Trump." Well, he's out of office, but his ideas and the stupidity that he either started or just rebranded is still with us because, and I mean, obviously not the three of us and most likely not anybody listening, but because we as a society are not doing anything to eradicate it. Well, I will say it's like, it's there's, there's the jocks, right? There's the biffs or whatever. And then the, the Karens and that's the, like the mean spirited cheerleader. Who's like really catty. The, yeah, uh, Rachel McAdams character <laughs> from Mean Girls. Those are the Karens, and they all got married and lived happily ever after. And that is the Republican Party. I don't know if you've watched uh, Tokyo Drift. That's the fierce Tokyo Drift. <laughs> but in that movie, at the beginning of the movie, do you know what I'm talking about? I, no, I okay. don't. At the beginning of the movie, there's a race, and um, the- wait in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> 
Right? Oh my god! Strong opening, unexpected. Um, so the main character is this, like you know ne'er do well troubled kid teenager who's played by an actor in his thirties clearly, <laughs> and like it's not even they're not even trying to cast someone age appropriate like they made no effort. Um, so he's he does this race against this guy who has like a hot blonde girlfriend, and like he's clearly like rich white kid from like a nice area with his like fancy new car. And and the main character guy, he's like got his old beat up clunker of a car, right? And they do this race, and then like the the guy, he's just an asshat. The um the jock and the girlfriend, they're just like the meanest, worst tools, and that is who is on the right side <laughs> of our who, political spectrum. It's I, them. Uh, spo- I I gotta ask for the spoiler alert: who won the race? Um, they both get in terrible car wrecks. Oh, sweet! And, that, uh, and he like drives through an entire um, thing of houses, <laughs> <laughs> partially built houses, and destroys property. And that's why he gets sent to Tokyo. Oh, so. I was going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. That's usually how things work. You know, you're going to jail or you're joining the army or Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just. Read the basic laws of human stupidity. As soon as you book this out, does the guy have? Can you imagine? And it's actually there it is. The <laughs> is that are the deal? No, no. Carlos is the basic laws okay. of human stupidity. There's someone actually went and did a a scientific, you know, because even even as you they did a scientific study. So even though you are gained, you went to college and you got your degree. The more knowledge you gain, the more you find you don't know. Even though you just gained all this knowledge, you had, you still don't know. And the people, all the assholes are saying that they know, but the ones who really are smart are saying, you know what, I don't know. That way, they retain, yeah. they learn. They're still in the process of learning and getting things uh, done. That's why we can't. When we sit, and, you, you try to explain to someone about the virus and who and who created the virus. I mean, you know, they say, well, you know, it's, it's sterilizing black people. And uh, you have proof of this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, well, did you know it was a black woman that helped make the Moderna? Did, oh, yeah. But see, man, she's she, she's part of a secret. Oh, she it, just it, doesn't want to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. That's why she's trying to sterilize But it's black more people. easier to believe that Tom Hanks are eating babies and, and his, you know, the pedophile thing and going down to the, what is the maybe not game? Tom Hanks, but Rita Wilson. I mean, she looks so young. Yeah. Uh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be eating babies. Yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, logic. They'll believe that, but they don't. Yeah. yeah so. Well, it's difficult. One thing I do know is that it is the first Saturday of the year. Second. Nah, I'm, I'm calling it the first because last well, I mean, Last I guess. Last year was actually literally the first day yeah. of the year, and it was a Saturday. So this is the second Saturday it of is. the year. It is. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. See? I, I am open to new knowledge. Yeah, because you are not stupid. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's debatable. But uh, so first show, but it is the second Saturday of the new year. And that being the 8th of January, that also means it's National Vision Board Day, which I don't necessarily believe in. You know, it's, I've never been like a list kind of guy. So vision board, it's just, you know, too easy writing out things, find pictures in magazines, cut them out and paste them to something. Yeah. I have two vision boards now. I know. I think I'm on my third vision board. I make them every couple of years. And you know Does what? it work? I mean, I'm not like slamming the whole thing because, you know, there are things that work for other people that. I think if you 
make enough predictions, one of them will hit. And I think that is the thing about vision boards is you put a lot. It's just throwing spaghetti against the wall. Odds are you're going to predict one thing correctly. One good thing will happen, you know. And um, like uh, I do have a weird one where I put hot in Hollywood on my vision board. Oh, wow. Yeah, it That's was just pretty cut specific. out of a, of a tabloid thing, you know, like who's hot in Hollywood right now. I stuck it on my board, um, and this would have been like three years ago. And then last year, I actually did uh, like celebrity commentary on a show called Hot in Hollywood. So, there you go. Nostradamus over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, there you go. Well, like it's- I said, you're bound to do something. Some One of those things is going to hit. You know, there's a picture of a chick with abs, and she's got red hair. Did and you meet her? No. But <laughs> I did dye my hair red, and not because of what... That wasn't even something that was... Like, the abs were the goal. I didn't give a shit about her hair. And then I independently was like, I think I want to get red hair. And then one day I look at my vision board, and I'm like, oh, I have abs and the red hair. <laughs> How weird, you know? So they do work out sometimes. Yeah. So right we'll on. see. All right. Well, it is it is National Vision Board Day. So if you haven't done yours, today's a good day to start. Also, National Bubble Bath Day, <laughs> National English Toffee Day. Those two, I think, go together pretty well. Although I've never, I'm I'm not like a bath guy because, it, and it's not like I'm Type A, you know, where I'm like. But I, if I'm sitting in a bath, as relaxing as it may be, I'm still thinking about like all the millions of other things I I could be doing. Or should be doing. And then, like, once you resign yourself to, okay, now now I'm going to get those million things out of my head. I'm going to be in the moment, enjoy the bubble bath, and and maybe I'll have a, a nice drink or, you know, something to eat or a book. And, and your fingers are all wet and soapy. And so it's, yeah, I'm, it's, for me, like bubble bath vision boards, too much trouble. I've been getting very woo-woo lately, though. Like, I always think very about my, my vibe. Yeah, like, very um, spiritual. I think about my vibe a lot. What energy am I putting out there? Because, honestly, I think our vibes do affect other people. Like, we're very empathic. And, and here, I'm going to explain it in a logic way. In the logic way, scientific-based, we pick up on cues all the time. Very mm-hmm. small cues. That's what our gut is doing. It, our gut is it has brain cells. We have neurons in our gut. <laughs> And this is, you can fact check me. And so we're constantly absorbing this information about people. So when I say like, oh, I, I want to have a better vibe, what I'm doing is I'm trying to influence all those other things about me. It's something like, you know, if I walk into a room with a bunch of tension in my shoulders and I'm gritting my teeth because I'm so stressed out, even though I'm not thinking, I'm not actively trying to do these things. I'm just stressed out. You, with your eyes, are going to pick up on that vibe and then you have mirror neurons and those make you feel empathy. Those make you feel how the people around you are feeling. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be like, I just, every time I'm around her, I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm. Your shoulders will tense up. You'll start clenching your jaw yeah. too. And so what I want to do is aim to be someone who is more positive. I'm quitting all true crime. I'm no more t- watching any murder documentaries. I want to have positive vibes because I don't know what negativity that's putting in me. Like, how is that stressing me out and then affecting the people who I'm around who then that's feel a like good point. I'm a draining person? Well, you, you, you know, Kat, I, I was, I used to, I, I have that, that thing about, you know, 
you know, you end up reading philosophy, you end up reading you, I don't know how spiritual you are, and I don't know if you read the Bible, or there's just, just a lot of great knowledge out there to, to have that positiveness that you're talking about, until you run into the people that say, Shit, don't nobody want to hear that positive shit you're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and I, because I'm always that, I'm like, I'm always trying to find a solution. You know, I, I'm that dude. I want you to feel good about who you are. And if I find something, I want to share it. You know, it's good. That's yeah. what, you know, there, there's a book called How to Read a Book. All right. <laughs> Somebody had to create a book to show you how to properly read a book so you can be enlightened by what you read. So, you know, you start with the, the forward and the chapters and you actually go through and that way what what you read you can share with other people so, you know, so they can be also enlightened too. And I always am looking for that because that's how we survive as you're saying through something like a pandemic to get us up, you know, and and exercising or going for a walk or you know trying to find that vibe. I mean, I work in a very negative yeah. Um, place. But people say, man, you, 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 I write comedy about it. I am numb because I always work on myself. I'm always trying to find a way to, to deal with my shit. And I like, you know, you know, it's like, as they say, sit down and have dinner with your demons. And, and you know, if you embrace them, hey, you know, the shit goes away. I mean, it's basically, you're cool with who you are. There's a the good part of you and there's the bad part of you. But when you try to share. Yeah. Yeah, you try to share with other people, and you know, they they throw something back, and and you go, wow! And like you said, you can pick up on their their stuff when you walk in, you know, or if you're on the phone with them, you can pick up that vibe. It's like, oh man, this guy's, you know, and that's I would get nobody would hear that positive shit you're talking about. Like, okay, cool. You see, that's I mean, my thing is because it, I've never really had a problem with you, you know, talking positive. Shit. I mean, I haven't had a problem with you, period. But you know, I mean. I, I am distrustful of people who are always happy and bubbly and positive. Like, uh, no, <laughs> something, something's going on under the surface. Like that's yeah. what, that's where your ax murderer is. Um, and Uh-oh. I mean, I'm gonna it, turn to an it, no, no, no. I mean, no. I, you, you are definitely on the cheery side normally, but I've, I've been with you through some darker and mm-hmm. no, you're human, you know, yeah. it's, it's the ones that are like, I mean, I don't want to be around someone who's like always negative right. and always, you know, pain in the ass. Like nobody wants to work with those people. That's that's my whole thing. Is but the positive people you can will, will at least share. When I when I think about it, the more you deal with your shit, <laughs> you'll share my fucked upness. I can tell you about my shit and and be fine. Yeah, and, but and, I mean, I think I don't I'm know. Not, I think we're like society is and is partially because of social media. It but it's there's like just so much oversharing. Like it's I agree with that. You like know, the whole just TMI it. like just lost any meaning well, well, I, I years think it's ago whoever because you're talking to. I most mean, most things that I mean, I've, I've talked to you about a lot of stuff and we've shared and oh yeah everything you but know. like well but, you but, yeah. you know you're talking I, I know uh you know because you've been going to open mics and i still avoid them right. like the plague that they are uh <laughs> but um no you know and you you know we've we've had this discussion about how a lot of open micers don't know the difference between comedy and therapy right and so you know you were talking about some guy who goes up there and says he likes when his wife fists him and whatever and it's like unless you can turn that into a joke i don't need to hear it and even then probably still don't need to hear it but you know i i do agree like you know you got to project like a, a positive vibe 
you know, people, whenever I tell people like, oh no, I'm one of the most negative motherfuckers you will ever meet. Like, no, you're always so cheery and, and like you put off such a good vibe. And it's like, yeah, because well, nobody like, likes to hang out with someone who's all gloom and doom all the time. No, well, and it's like, I don't need to, I don't need to share that. You right. know, it's if I do, you know, as right. you were saying comedian i turn the pain into jokes right well you know the thing is the guys would always ask you know ty what motivates you i said i'm motivated by pure hate (laughs) pure motherfucking hate that's my motivation (laughs) you know but it's it's you know i I get what you're saying i don't you know but i also don't uh like i said i don't like being around negative people don't bring your crap to me no i've had like a lot of people like at work on sets who are like you know like dude you just bring the best energy to the set <laughs> it's like that's just because i'm not getting caught up in the bullshit right. you know and it's i mean i i do a political podcast right. so it's i'm certainly caught up in a, a great amount of other bullshit right. but i don't carry that oh i do carry it with me everywhere it's just on the inside where it, it should be and it informs what comes out of me? It's kind of like telling the comedians when they would say, "Did you think that was funny?" I was laughing on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Uh, all that from National English Toffee Day. <laughs> <laughs> Never know where it's going to go. Vision Board Day. Uh, that too, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I, you know, so the pie, uh, pie this morning, not inspired <laughs> by English Toffee, but uh, it was one of the things. So uh, we started the day uh, here at Treasonable Studios with uh, with the ginger snap pecan pie that I've been making for years. The first time I, I came up with the idea, and when I first started trying to make it, I had never made a pie before, let alone a crumb crust pie. Mm. So did not know that crumb crust liquid filling will soak right into it while it's baking. But when it's a pecan pie filling, which is mostly brown sugar, corn syrup, butter, Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It's it's definitely an exercise day, um, but that that liquid will soak through the crust and caramelize on the bottom, hmm. and it gives it like kind of an English toffeeish kind of. Yeah, I get that vibe. Yeah, totally. It's good stuff. So inadvertently, that that was that was my unexpected thing that stuck on the vision board was <laughs> they. <laughs> Who knew? Serving that pie on English Toffee Day. It is also uh, National Argyle Day, which, of course, celebrates uh, John McClane's limo driver in the epic Christmas movie Die Hard. So happy, happy Argyle Day. <laughs> okay. It's the driver. It's the guy who's stuck in the limo with the That's teddy bear. That's a deep cut. That's oh, come on. Cut. You're doing Tokyo Drift. I think it's just, <laughs> it's, a, it's an age difference thing. Okay. <laughs> Well, the other day there was this comic who was like, you know what? It's sad. Young people these days will never know how good Tony, Tony, Tony was. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But here's the thing. I'm 31. So, like, I'm not that young, you guys. I, you know <laughs> like, what? He I'm, just aged himself I'm, major. Well, and I'm, I'm significantly older than that. And <laughs> I still haven't figured out what the good thing about Tony, Tony, Tony was. What is it? Is it a movie? No, it was a singing group. It was... They were a great group. They were, they were all right. They, they were, were part were, of the, the 90s, like, New Jack it, it, R&B, it, it you know, okay. Boys to Men, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, they jammed. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, you're, you're a punk guy, though. You know, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. Well, but I mean, also, I think when it comes to like R and B, I'm just more old school, and I well, like works. I understand the old school roots in a lot of the right. '90s stuff and the the harmonies and right. which. I mean, it's it's one of those things like, yeah, I mean, I, I will not deny that it sounds nice. It's just not yeah. what I want to hear. Right. You well, know? but I mean, they, they jam. They did. They, they did? They, okay. They, jam. they were, yeah. yeah they, and they put, they you know, like uh, it doesn't it, it doesn't rain in uh, Southern California. Yeah. They put that out. Did, that they, that, did yeah. they do a cover of that? Yeah. It Interesting. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like one of the biggest hits. Well, there you go. Yeah. I guess we all have homework to do, but it was like, because it was like Tony, T-O-N-Y, Tony, T-O-N-I, and then oh, Tony, yeah. T-O-N-E with, with the accent. accent. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tony, Tony, Tony. You know. Oh, and Feels Good. Feels Good was jamming. Yeah, had that Tony, that. Tony, Tony, I believe. <laughs> if you want to be accurate, just saying. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what I do know, though, is that we are 354 days into the Biden administration. And as of today, we've got... Timberney. 835,150 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 59,399,667 confirmed cases with about 246.1 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine, with about 207.2 million of them, including three in this room, who are fully vaccinated. Kat, you, uh, are you boosted? I am boosted. And did you get that before or after I, the Texas trip? I got my my third vax a couple weeks before the trip. I, I think I got it um, end of November. I got my third vaccine, and then in, on on Christmas I got a little sore throat, you guys. Oh. And then by Monday I had like full bone body aches, and Tuesday I was having like sharp pains in my fingers because COVID attacks your nerves, and uh, super congested. And then by day three I, I woke up on the on the no, this would have been day four, day five on my fifth day. <laughs> on the fifth day of COVID, <laughs> my doctor gave to me. <laughs> No, on the fifth day, I, I woke up and I had no body pains and I just had a runny nose. The, so the last like two, three days of it was just felt like allergy symptoms. Um, yeah, I just had those main two days of body aches and then I was fine. Mm. So that was that's my COVID story. And honestly, though, I think um, the only reason mine wasn't that bad is because A, I had Omicron and B, I had the three vaccines. So my body knew how mm. to fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, like yeah. they said on, uh, the, I was telling about uh, the president Regeneron. He said that, you know, the vaccine helps you to build antibodies, whereas if you were getting, if you had the monoclonal antibody cocktail that Trump got, it, bam, knocks it out, and so you get ninety percent cover. So once you got it, if you got that shot, because Trump would have died. Trump, they said he had pneumonia. He had That's such only, a shame. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I Damn mean, you, science. Yeah, and so... Doesn't you know, need to be used to save everybody. But 5% of God. Americans don't get antibodies built in their body if they get the shot. There's only, it's very rare, but like 5%. And also, what Omicron and what the Delta will do, you can end up with diabetes as well as high blood pressure. After going through, like you have people who are going, what do you call them, long runners or long? Oh, well, yeah, long, long COVID. COVID. Long mm-hmm. COVID. They're getting, they're getting either uh, 
high blood pressure. My sister ended up with diabetes and high blood pressure, by the way. From COVID? From COVID. Wow. Yeah, so, and she's 50, yeah, she's 50. Well, that's the, the crazy thing about COVID is that it can attack any system in your body, mm-hmm. any system. Um, like I said, when I had it, I, I was feeling sharp pains in my fingers. I have never had that from a cold before, but it's because it was attacking my nerve endings. And it, it, yeah. that's neuropathy, basically. It was giving me like fingertip neuropathy and the random shooting pains in the rest of my body as well. It was so bizarre. But my dad, he works in, in uh, the healthcare industry. He helps to run a hospice business out in Texas, oh, wow. and uh, they they know someone who got COVID, and it attacked the part of their brain that processes language. So after getting over the COVID itself, uh, this person can no longer communicate. They have to live in a care home. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Because that's how bad COVID can be. So you really don't want to get it, you guys. You really well, want to avoid this And thing. you look at um, Colin Powell. Colin Powell had cancer. So even though he had gotten the vaccine, his immune system was so weak, he couldn't fight off. So mm-hmm. COVID pretty much, I mean, the, the vaccine didn't help him as it would have someone else because he already had, he was 84 years old, already had a weak immune system. Mm-hmm. And then he gets, he gets the COVID and takes him out. Yeah, I'm honestly. I was talking to my best friend uh, earlier this week, and we're like two of the only people we know who haven't gotten it. Like, no breakthrough, didn't have it before. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm viewing it at this point as an inevitability. Like, it's it's bound to happen. But when it does. You know, hopefully, I've I've been vaccinated. I've been boosted. I I mask up when I go out. I sanitize, you know, my hands after touching the ATM or things that people have probably been sneezing on or licking in their spare time. You know, <laughs> uh, you know. I'd, basically, I'm resigned to the fact that I'm probably going to get it at some point. You want to get but, it now, I would say. With the Omicron, this is the one you want. So well, you know yeah, but that's the thing is like you know they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had it. What are you doing after the show? Uh, <laughs> I'm negative. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't. <laughs> you know, the science isn't totally in on that. But, uh, you know. Um, no, but I mean, like, we don't know. You know, it's yeah. not like a thing like chicken pox where, like, oh, you get it once and then you're never going to get it again. You know, so it's, it's, I'm certainly not like rushing out to try and get it, partially because there are still so many unknowns, you know, and this goes back to what time was saying earlier about, you know, the smartest person is the one who can admit that they don't know. And, you know, I'm, I'm certainly, you know, not the smartest person in a lot of rooms that I'm in this one. Probably I would venture to say, yeah, not in this room either, but I am smart enough to know, like, Ah. It is playing with fire. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's, it's a little bit of Russian roulette. I would say it's less so with Omicron. Um, but you still you still never know. Well, I got I went to the doctor yesterday to get my physical and I got the um got my flu shot also. Uh but he brought up he says, Ty, you know, um probably about time to get this that shingles shot too. You know, for us I mean if you've had chicken pox, but then you talk about nerve damage? Shingles really fuck you up. He was talking about my he's because my doctor's an epidemiologist. He said I have people who have gotten 
shingles. You know, and they, there's medication for it. But the damage that it does, he said, you'd be better off getting the same. He said, same with the vaccine. Get the shot to protect you from going through what you're going to go through. Yeah, you might beat COVID, but the damage that it's going to do, you don't want that. The aftermath is what tears you up. You don't want it to get protected. So you're saying there's so many comics with long COVID right now. Yeah, who've really what? Oh, Oh, dude. I mean, Sammy Obiad, Kim Kral. Um, they can't be that damn dumb. Well, no, no, no. Well, no. no, no. Kim got COVID before the vaccination. Oh, same with Sammy. They had it early on. Okay, okay. They had it early on, and then they just had to deal with the symptoms of long COVID. Yeah, I was like reading Kim stuff uh, on Facebook, and it was it's just like the mental fog alone sounds terrifying. Yeah, I've done that to myself like for the past I don't know how many years. COVID though, I mean, we we don't know, you know, and so. There's, I, I wish I could remember where I read this, uh, but it, it, like going to COVID and politics, it's really, it's just a great anecdote all, all across the way. But there was, uh, there was like a place in, I think it was like in India where like people were constantly falling in the river. And so there was like a place where they set up a thing to fish out the people who had fallen in the river. And someone else like went upstream to figure out like, well, where are all these people falling in and why? And maybe if we stop them from falling in in the first place, then we don't need to expend all the resources on fishing them out of the river. And I I think that like when it comes to Regeneron, you know, or other monoclonal antibody treatments, if there are any, if they're working on any, you know, I would rather, take the precautions and take measurements to avoid getting the the disease rather than having to depend on some other drug to fight it like well let's you know and if i do need it you know then at least i will have got you know i will have gotten to that point without having to go oh is there anything i could have done to stop me from getting here you know and sometimes you know this is this is the way life works you do everything to prevent bad things from happening and bad things still happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean your point of, of preventing the illness before you get to that point, I'm the same way with, um, with diabetes and heart disease. So in, in my family, I've got both. My mom has diabetes, but she was, she's always been overweight. She's always been 20, 30 pounds overweight and just, not like she dieted but she's never exercised she's never ever like at most she'll like go for a walk so i'm making a point of i never want to get overweight and i'm gonna work hard to stay not overweight because i know that my genetics say i won't be healthy and there's a big movement right now with body positivity they're like you could be healthy at any weight i think that's irresponsible we all have different genetics i know mine so yeah Uh, that happened in my family you know my mom died of a stroke so and she had diabetes and so my doctor checked me he says you you don't have hypertension you don't and, and he wanted to give me also a he said well your your um cholesterol was up i said Show me how to slow it down. I mean, to, to knock it down. I don't. He said, "Well, I can give you no. I don't want that." You know. And uh, he said, "Well, you know, you're, you're doing pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying that you should be worried, but I'm saying you're doing good because." I said, "Look, my mom died of stroke. I got all my brothers and sisters are on high blood pressure medication. I'm the only one who is not." 
and then, like I said, it was eight of us. It's seven now, but um, you know, and all of them. And my sister Tiffany's diabetic. My sister Darla's diabetic. I don't know about my sister Marta, but they're taking all these different medications and and different things. And he says, "You're not on any of it." No, because the, the information is there. This mm-hmm. damn thing is a computer. I mean, listen to your doctor. You know, I don't know what you're doing, but the eating and the process of doing it, you know, of what you want to do. And then you got to, you know, it's your choice. You can either choose to do it or choose not to. And choose to change, you know, eat better. You know, my, my dad had a triple bypass surgery when he was 55 years old. And the doctor said, this is a temporary fix. He's probably going to pass away in the next five years at the time. That's what they said. But my dad's a smart man, and mm-hmm. he read a lot. He did his research, and he changed his diet. He changed his exercise habits, and he's still with us. It's been over 15 years now. There you go. And hey. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. he's a smart guy. You so you can, and, and he barely takes any medication at this point. He takes like you know a quarter of a pill of cholesterol medication, and that's right. it. Because he takes the steps to prevent it. Yeah. So there you go. You know, they say, you know, you were saying, you know, there are people, well, you can be healthy at any weight. Yeah, but you could be healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if that's like just my upbringing and parents who were never satisfied. <laughs> you know, oh, you, you did good, but, you know, yeah, you got an A. Why didn't you get an A plus? Mm-hmm. But it's it's sort of that mentality. And, I mean, I know I do things that, you know, I put myself at risk in, yeah. in terms of, you know, tobacco, mm-hmm. other things. Right. And... You know, I go into things understanding that, like, yeah, okay, aside from these things that I'm doing to actively tear mm-hmm. myself down, mm-hmm. what can I do to mitigate the effects of that? And well, also, I mean, balance is key. I mean, if you if you're living, you know, you're not abusing anything. You know, you have. I mean, like I said, you're not saying that uh, I have to. Like, it's like people I smoke cigars. Like, man, I gotta have a cigar. Man, I gotta. I don't have to have anything. I don't have to have wine. I like tequila. I like scotch. I don't have to have it. If they told me, hey, you know, Ty, don't take this shit, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But every now and then, I like a shot. Every now and then, I like a cigar. So, you know, it's, it's, I think those that are beautiful, and I do know, like, I, I have to go, I mean, I got my prostate checked. You, got, you have to go get colonoscopy and all this stuff. I went and uh, I made those decisions to, to have all this stuff done. Because I am like like Cat was talking. It's in your family. You want to do things a lot better, and so you you start taking you know. I got good medical. Why wouldn't I want to do it? Mm-hmm. I have great medical insurance. That I mean, I can go get acupuncture for ten dollars. Yeah, it's funny. Different. A few years ago, when I was when I was working a day job and had like good insurance, um, and then got in a go kart accident at work. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, fractured three ribs, you know, I remember and, that. Yeah. yeah, good times. But because of kind of a fuck up, like I went to the doctor and like put everything on my insurance card. And then, you know, when I was finally able to go back to work, they were like, well, this happened at a work event. So the company's paying for it. And basically like the company covered all of my medical expenses for the ribs, which got me over my deductible and so from then on it was co-pays only and i'm like i am gonna see every doctor for any little thing you know and it's and it was i was in really good health that yeah. year <laughs> i just found out that aflac you know I, I i didn't just find out but i was sitting at have aflac insurance so at aflac you if you go get a blood test 
or if you go and have a physical, they give you back seventy five dollars. So I was sitting there saying, "I said, oh damn, I got to go and got to go in and get the, that little extra cash would be pretty good." Boy, howdy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's one of the you know one of the great things about you know working in in TV and film production is you are constantly getting tested, and and you get paid for getting tested, which is also pretty nice but yeah i mean that's that's one of the things like because from before the uh pandemic you know i was already donating blood but started doing it more regularly uh during the pandemic because they needed more and i didn't have anything else to do it was a good way to you know good reason to get out of the house Mm -hmm. get some cookies whatever But with your blood donation, they would test you for antibodies. And so before the vaccine was available, I was able to, you know, every couple months, like donate blood, find out like, okay, good. Still haven't had it. We're we're good. And then, you know, got vaccinated, uh, work started up again, been testing, you know, multiple times a week when, when we're working and yeah, it, it's like, all right, I, I'm not, you know, I do go out occasionally. I go to shows. Like I went and saw a friend of mine's band a couple of days before New Year's and just knew even before I went to the show, I'm like, I'm not drinking at that show. That mask is not leaving my face <laughs> while I am inside yep. the venue. And it's, this is kind of what I'm talking about of like, yeah, you know, you do stupid things because, you know, we have to live. Mm-hmm. But you do things to mitigate the harm. So you, you do know that the that the tetanus shot came from a horse, because they usually always get they would check horses for antibodies, and you could take those same antibodies and put it in a human. So that's how the doctor was able to create the the tetanus shot back in the eighteen eighteen sixty seventies or something like that. Hmm. I think that's how it went down. Fascinating. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, you know, pretty amazing uh, stuff to know on how we got this far. When you have people that are saying, "Oh, I don't want to get a shot," and there's so much history. I mean, we've come so far. I mean, we just sent up a, a what? What was the? Did you hear about the the telescope? Oh, the new, up? yeah, the new. Yeah, that thing's amazing. James Webb telescope. Yeah, that thing is bigger than the Hubble, and it's going to bring you closer. And this is we're going to see. It's like, you know being able to see so deep into space that we've never been that far. I'm sitting there, you know what, what kind of information they're going to get back and how many things that they're testing. About. And how many Americans are going to deny the truth that they find? Yeah, I, I, like I said, I work with a QAnon guy who's only got, you know, what did he, did he get four toes cut off? I didn't realize that uh, the initiation for QAnon was so intense that they would take four of your toes, but... <laughs> Speaking speaking of the the QAnon people, kind of a big story this week, I guess. Uh, it was the the first anniversary of the January sixth uh, attack of the Capitol, and I, as as a comedian who hosts a political podcast, I, I have to say January sixth is kind of a difficult day for me because my my where were you on January 6th story is nowhere near as funny as my where were you on 9/11 story <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know I was thinking about it it was just a year ago and I remember that day it was it was a Wednesday it, it was I, I was in a really good mood 
because production was starting up again. It was like beginning of a new year, work is starting, and I was going to get a COVID test. But I had been watching the news all morning, you know, because not an idiot, you know, and it's you'd been hearing all kinds of scuttlebutt about, oh, shit's going to be fucked up. Trump and the Republicans are planning some heinous shit for, for January 6th. And it was just kind of like, oh, well, let's let's just see what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. And I this is like in reflection. I mean, I've always been kind of a jaded fuck. You know? <laughs> it's just like it's who I am. But it being sort of removed from stuff is what allows me to have that good energy that we were talking about before. Right. You know, it's like it's there's a lot of negativity on the inside, but sort of keeping a lid on that is what keeps it on the inside. And it wasn't really until this year when I was reflecting on, on that day, because I was, I don't know if I was supposed to do something uh, with my neighbor or if I was going to hang out with the dog like later in the afternoon, but we had been texting uh, throughout the morning and you know, I was like, all right, well I got to get ready, leave the house, go get a COVID test. And <laughs> I just remember like, well, they're attacking the Capitol now. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk to you when I get back. <laughs> and she was like, wait, what? Who? Who's attacking what Capitol? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, turn on turn on the news. Uh, you know, the MAGA people are, you know, they're, they're attacking the Capitol. Oh, wait. No, they've breached, they've breached the Capitol. They're inside. Yeah. They're 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 in there. Yep. <clears throat> I was working from home and just following following it all on Twitter. Just you know, my Twitter Twitter thing popped up and it was like because I had the the notifications. It was like, oh, protesters have breached the Capitol. I'm like, uh oh, I should turn on the TV news to follow this because I as as I was scrolling through Twitter, I'm seeing them like climbing up it. The, yeah, <laughs> that scene where they're like hanging the flag, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I've gotta watch. One, this. one of my friends sent me a, a graphic uh, with the, you know, rioters climbing the Capitol <laughs> and superimposed on there was Mario and the gorilla throwing barrels, <laughs> and it was labeled Honky Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we just, I was talking to my sister Hannah. I said, look at these crazy ass white folks. And then really lost because she she goes, you know, being down and forth. She says, Look at this shit. And they're talking about taking their freedom. This is patriotism. Oh, she was she was livid. She was my sister was just going crazy because, you know, you let this orange prick drive you and sell you on some crap. And you know, and I I sat back and I don't know where you guys were when he started the lie that if I don't win, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be it's rigged. Well, that was you know, back in like what 2015. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but, I mean but right before the election, he oh, yeah. really, yeah, yeah, yeah. he really, really started hammering. Yeah, yeah, he had really rammed it home. Month he knew after he was month. gonna lose, mm-hmm. right? But the fact that here it is, and if you don't take it back, you know, he might as well just call them a bunch of bitches and, and said, "Hey, if you don't take the, you, you guys are punks and pussies and everything," and they bought into it. They really bought into, you know, the the. I mean. Not just the, the, the congressman, but you, that you drove people well, to but tear the see, place I don't up know like how that. many of the congressmen. I mean, like, yeah, you do have like people like Madison Cawthorn and uh, uh, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan. Uh, who's the, the Mark yeah, Meadows? Josh Hawley. Josh that Hawley. was the one I was trying yeah, to think of. Mark Meadows. Well, Meadows was a congressman. Then he you know went whole hog. But so you have the people that have been 
idiots like from the get-go. Johnson. Yeah, Ron Johnson especially. But then you have the people that that was one of the, I think, really fascinating things this week. In I mean, it not like fascinating, like, oh, I didn't know that because I was there. You know, like I, I have mentioned, you may have picked up on this by now, but I am a comedian who hosts a political podcast. <laughs> um, so it's not like it was new, but it like, you know, seeing it again mm-hmm. and with the perspective of a year, Seeing people like Kevin McCarthy, right. uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, wow, Lindsey Graham, on the night of January 6th, 2021, talking about how this is bullshit that was started by Donald Trump, and this is fucking nuts, and we're done with this. Right. And a year later, it's like, well, I guess you got over that pretty quick. <laughs> Well, there wasn't they're it, a bunch uh, of little bitches. Well, yeah. And, well, they're just like well, political Ted Cruz opportunists. Was just on Fox, dude. Ted that, Cruz the, just told Ted look Cruz, at these terrorists. These are such these terrorists. And, well, but and then he had to swallow it because they called him up. You know, Tucker Carlson put him on, and he Tucker went dead at him and said, "Man, you fucking lying." You know, basically called him a lying bitch. You know, and said, "You're lying, dude. I don't. I'm not buying it. You gave in." Because he wanted him to sell that lie. Because he called him to he's a terrorist. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the funny thing is like Cruz has like fairly consistently in the past year like Flip-flop. referred to it as, uh, as referred to the people who attacked the the Capitol as terrorists. Uh, referred to it, you know, as as an insurrection, and with with all the the spine that he doesn't have uh when you know when he was called to account for for actually telling the truth for once by Tucker Carlson he buckled quicker than a pilgrim's hat yeah is so that sad. that's a thing well but it's, he's but gonna, it's, i mean it's it's not unexpected and that's that's the thing that that kills me is that so much of the past year has and you know when i look back at my reaction on the day that it was happening it's it's hard not to be jaded and like yeah wow what a surprise whoa ted cruz like well, nothing under navarro's that guy, that's, that guy that's i mean did you hear him hilarious. on ari i mean he was on ari uh um and Ari's like, dude, you just described the show. It's yeah, a coup. At least OJ had the good sense to write a book and make some money off it. Called if I did it, mm-hmm. Peter Navarro just went on, up on MSNBC right. and spilled it all for free. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he basically like explained the whole plan for the soft coup, and you know, so well, the you know, everything would have been fine and we would have gotten away with this everything would have been perfect but you know trump riled up the the violent folks and and they fucked up our whole plan to to do a soft coup but you gotta understand that as as we've we've said so many times that that dumb redneck but actually these weren't just poor white folks these were middle class these were people with with money who came out, who were acting like someone's taking their freedom because you made it racial again because here this guy is saying what you're taking from me, you're trying to, what you're doing to me, and then you got women involved who went down there who are still buying into, so you can't even, it used to be you could just say it was some poor redneck, but no, these aren't poor redneck, these are actually middle class 
uh, upper middle class. And they could f- they could afford to fly out there, right? Yeah, like the woman who was from Orange County who said, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm a blonde haired white woman. I'm not going to jail. <laughs> Where is she now? Uh, well, she's supposed to do. I don't know. She's back she's in jail. <laughs> I think she's only going to do. But dude, she's probably going to do ninety days. I mean, she really didn't. But I mean, the other guys they're going after. And now I don't know if you heard the about the. Um, <clears throat> What do they call them? The uh, they go after the the uh, the people who are doing this. They the Department to... of Justice. No, no, no. Uh, this is a new um, the the, the uh, committee. Yeah. The, well, they're they're called. They're, they're a group of civilians. Oh, who the, are hel- the, who are the helping people, the treason hunters. Yes, the treason or, hunters. Yeah. Yes, yes. They're calling them. They're they're going after them, and, and this one of them's a grandmother. She said, "Oh hell yes, I'm going." And then there was a kid, uh, two kids that turned in their father. Did you hear about him? Yeah. He came oh, yeah. home. He said, "If you say anything, I'm going to kill you." And he told him, "I'm going to kill you dead." And the, but he don't understand. The son had already gave him up and told him they they turned him in, and uh, they had they lived in fear. But he's going. To yeah, has his he son. has he killed his children yet? No, but he's definitely mm, getting ready. Promises to some, made, promises kept. Yeah, well, he's pretty much going to jail. He's going to do some time, and and well, he should. I yeah. mean, it, and that's you know, we we talk a lot on this show about. The, the problems with democratic messaging and how it's all about nuance and, and everything. First of all, Biden's speech on Thursday was, was awesome. It was a very powerful speech. And, you know, that, that kind of, we're not dealing with this shit anymore. Fuck you. Sit your ass down or I'm turning this goddamn car around kind of thing. <laughs> right. But it also had like a very strong vibe of, and I was talking about, you know, how uh, I was I was raised with, couldn't you have done better? Uh, the other thing that just, I think, a great parenting technique, uh, at least if you want your kids to go into therapy, uh, is I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought there that element was really strong in the speech, mm. and it 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 was a really good week for for democratic speeches. And, Mayor Garland. Well, and I was going to say small D democratic because the office is supposed to be apolitical, mm. and he is standing up for democracy, not the Democrats. But Merrick Garland's speech on Wednesday, and this is again with the messaging. Like Merrick Garland gave a somewhat impassioned but brilliant law school lecture on why this thing is taking so long and what the DOJ is actually doing. And, you know, you want to talk about the the nuance and detail Mm -hmm. involved in a speech. Merrick Garland's speech was the Democratic equivalent of the Republican locker up. Right. And that's part of the problem in terms of the messaging is that it's, you know, lock her up three words. Fact doesn't matter. Uh, You know what, what's behind it doesn't matter. It's, it's a succinct idiotic, but it gets to the point. It's, 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 it's a slogan. The Democrats, you know, the slogan is, well, There's a lot more to like it. It's like 27 words. It's like we're going to follow all procedures <laughs> <laughs> that are necessary. I mean, I, to make sure I, this I, for me, yeah. what, what Merritt Garland did for me was you have to explain what the hell I'm doing. Okay. Okay. You want to talk to the idiot? Okay. I get you what you want to say. So you say to the idiot, hey, lock her up. That's it. Because you don't want to, because he don't want to think. You, but you got us. 
don't keep telling us to go get an education and keep trying to learn something, but yet I can't teach you what I'm trying to do. I'm okay. You you saw what Trump did, and this look what happens. The dunce cap kids tore down the building. Okay, we're trying to teach you something and trying to keep it. I understand that you want us to be like Trump and, and what they were doing, but we can't do that because we don't learn anything from that. What Garland did, he laid it out for you. Whether you're an idiot or not, he laid it out. And he wasn't using a lot of big words. He laid it out on what we're going to do, and I'm going to get every last one of you. It does not matter. I've locked up. How many you say you got? About 700? 700. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get the rest of you. We're going to, we don't care how and long we're gonna it takes. we're going to get big dogs at we the top. we got three more years to do this. Ideally. I mean, we'll see what happens in the midterms. Right. And well, I, I, oh, I forgot about this. Six months. I'm sorry. It's supposed to happen. Uh, they've got to be done by June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to think, well, the thing is, people these days have no, uh, no attention span. So I don't know why. <laughs> I did like an Obama impression there real quick. They, they had no uh, attention. <laughs> But they really don't. So as much as I want to say, yeah, Merrick Garland didn't use a lot of big words. He didn't. But that was a lot. And so I don't know how many people are actually going to listen to the entire thing or watch the entire, read the entire thing, which is sad and a waste. But the good thing is he did put the relevant insurrection stuff at the beginning. Yeah. In the first third. It was a a very well designed. Yeah, and then the rest was talking more about like the the threats that people have received and democracy and all of all of that. So I mean, it was well structured. I liked He's not that Pence. about his speech because Pence would. Make, I mean, I would. I mean, I mean, you, we've had people do bad speeches, or you know, and at, at least, and, and I, you know, you don't get, you don't even get to see Merritt Garland. He only comes out every now and then. So he, that one time he was trying to lay it out because you're not going to see me for a while until I come back and yeah. tell you. What well, I'm and do. I think that's that's a big part of the problem is that for a lot of Americans, you know, and I mean, it's not like I went to law school. I, I went to a class that was taught by a friend of mine on the first day of, of the semester, partially because he thought, you know, you should really consider going to law school and also... And I think largely because, you know, this is back when I was in college and so long hair, many earrings, and and he really wanted to freak out the first year law students by having me in that class. And it it worked on on both accounts. Uh it definitely freaked them out. And it gave me a lot of insight into deciding whether or not I wanted to go to law school. Spoiler alert, didn't go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was at, at the end of class. Like, you know, I went up, uh, went up to the lectern, you know, waited for the actual students to finish talking to him and asking questions. And he's like, so did you learn anything? I said, yep. He said, what'd you learn? I said, I learned I'm not going to law school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah, uh, not my thing. But I do speak legalese. I can redline contracts. Uh, yeah. You so, speak you jive know. too. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, stewardess. I speak jive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the the thing is, like, most people don't have even that, you know, steps towards considering a legal education, if you can even call what my experience is that. But their view of justice is pretty much law and order, the, the TV show, not the, the concept. Right. And, you know, Judge Judy or whatever other daytime judge. Right. And... There's, there's all, you know, you want to talk about nuance and detail. There's a lot of shit that lawyers and people 
at the moment in the Department of Justice have to deal with and go through. Mm. And yeah, because they are actually trying to meter out justice and find truth, they aren't doing this in the public square. Right. In, in, in one of the issues that I have these days on the left is that, and this is a Gen Z thing, maybe millennials, more Gen Zs, people want things done immediately. And then when yeah. they're not done immediately, they take issue with the with the party. They'll go, yeah, I'm Democrats. They're not doing things. You know, they're they just are, the same as the Republicans. They're the same as the Republicans. No, they're going through a process. This takes time. And I have heard multiple people be like, yeah, why haven't they arrested everybody yet? Why haven't they punished them yet? Why hasn't it happened? They're like tapping their toes with their arms crossed. Yeah. Like, well, what's going on? How come my microwave popcorn isn't ready? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this isn't TikTok. Real life takes time. Well, and that's, you know, when they say, you know, things being dummied down right there is where you see things being dummied down because they want you know they want you like you said you know lock her up that's you know we don't want to hear all the other stuff you're just trying to no dude you're not you're not trying to learn anything and we just can't do it that way you know and there's so much and that's what screws it that's why trump was able to get in office because we treat everything like a goddamn reality tv mm -hmm. show you know, we can sell you spit on television now and they'll buy it. That's why the pet rock went as far as it did <laughs> is because did we are, are, you know, we're finding out, hell, like you said, let's cut all this out. Here you go. Well, and this, for, this, yeah. for the people who are, are growing impatient and it, like don't understand, like, why is this taking so long? It's on video. It's like, yes, but you, yeah, the, they need to build an ironclad case. And for people who don't understand how that isn't already there when you have the proof on video, when you, you know, it's the, the one thing you got to respect and it may be because of the technology, but I, I'm going to give them credit for smart. Something you have to admire about the criminals of days of old is that they didn't feel a need to photograph everything they were doing right. and videotape. But, you know, it was like, it wasn't like, all right, you know, do we have everything we need for the bank heist? Let me see masks. Check guns, check bags with dollar signs on them to carry the money out. Check. Did you have your camera? You have your video camera? It, it, like, <laughs> yeah. It's, no, no. Why would I need that? We're, right. we're doing crimes. We don't want to leave proof. And so people don't understand. Well, what, why isn't that proof? All you need to do is look at what happened in the Supreme court this week. And we're going to, we're going to go back to COVID for a minute right. because I I just thought this this explains so much of why we are where we are right now was uh, the the Supreme Court was hearing arguments uh, against the government's vaccine and mask mandates and the lawyers who were representing the side that is opposed to mandates uh, were not able to be in court uh, in person because they have COVID hilarious and the conservative justices are sitting up there like asking them questions, like challenging the idea that mask mandates and, and vaccine mandates are beneficial. And so if you wonder why this shit takes so much time, it's because you have people like this on the bench where for, for all of the education that these people have, you know, and I guarantee no one on the Supreme Court got their degree at Loyola right. 
or uh, the University of Phoenix, if they even offer a law degree, which I think you can double major in, okay. in legal and HVAC repair. Uh, yeah. So go University of well, Phoenix. Uh, well, but the, the thing is, it's like these, these are highly educated people with, with degrees from some of the finest institutions of learning that our country, our, that the planet has to offer. Right. And they're asking idiotic questions like the evidence is right there. So I don't know, like uh, our, our mitigating techniques like vaccines and masks and distancing, is that important? Can you tell me that from over the zoom from wherever you're testifying from? Because we're not letting you in the courtroom with your diseased ass motherfucking breath. And that's the other thing that, you know, so much of this, it comes down to class and economic warfare. And what you basically have with what we saw in the Supreme court this week is these very well-paid, highly educated people who have a certain standard that we're not letting anyone with COVID in to our courtroom. And we are going to do everything we can to prevent. We, the, the Supreme court justices from getting this horrible virus. But could you explain it to us like we're idiots why other people in other jobs should have those same protections? Because we're idiots. We don't know. Well, that's like the, uh, I was going to say the Amon Arbery case. They had to prove that. They had to prove, even though you saw the guy jogging, right? And you saw them approach the, the woman who was the prosecutor. She was brilliant. She just said, did he threaten you? No, he did not. Did he have a weapon? No, he did not. Did you, you know, did you uh, see him with anyone else? No, he did not. So, why'd you shoot him? Well, we were, you know, we were, you know, we saw him going <laughs> somewhere and we thought maybe he was, you know. When, and your father is a former police officer. Well, and that's the thing, is what it took to get to that point. Because right. the, uh, when, the when it first happened, the, the DA who knew this guy because he was a former cop said, yeah, no crime here. Right. Nothing, wow. nothing. Well, she's going to get five years. And yeah, she, you know, and then it went to someone else in the office who was also like, mm, yeah, I, I don't see the problem here. You right. know, uh, two, two armed white guys and a third white guy, uh, videotaping and, uh, the, the murder of a unarmed black jogger. What, what seems to be the problem here? And so it, took like a lot to actually get it into court right for for the prosecutor to be able to say yeah um this guy fuck with you was he armed no then what was the problem and so and so all uh, there again also you have history of georgia how many lynchings how many this how many people have died black people well the answer my friend is blowing in the wind right (laughs) (laughs) You're sick, man. And, and, you go and with so, your strengths. Yeah. And <laughs> this comes down, and you say, we got to win this case. Because how long? How many people? Because Georgia, Florida, Alabama are notorious. This was, this would if this would have been the 50s and the 60s, this would have been, that would have went through. This would have never got this far. Yeah, it's insane show. how there's a culture down there, like a, a subculture 
of violence towards black people. My friend, uh, my friend Chip Nicholson, he's a he's a oh, comic, Chip. right? He told me a story of when he was growing up. So his dad was in the in the military, so he ended up having to move to Alabama, and mm. yeah, and he had grown up here in San Diego, so he was just like this mm. normal middle class kid here, never even having a whiff of an idea of lynching culture right. or any, anything like that. Moves to the south. And when he was in middle school, he started getting kind of taunted and bullied by these two white kids. And then one day, this uh, a classmate of his, this girl, comes up and goes, um, their dad came up to my dad to ask if he wanted to come over to hang you. What? I know. And so, of course, they went to the principal and the... You know, those kids got expelled. and But yeah, like that was a real Anything happened to their dads? Um, <laughs> no, nothing happened to the dads. Mm-mm. Actually, the way Chip told me the story is that the principal wasn't even going to expel the ki- the guys, the, the, the boys. He said, um, I won't expel them if you can apologize to this, to Chip and his father. And the dad said, I ain't apologizing to no N-word. And then they expelled them. That's that story. And so, and so as I in two thousand like twelve. No, Jesus. No, yeah. two thousand. Sorry, not two thousand twelve. Two thousand two. I mean, still, <laughs> okay. that was one of the things. Real quick, uh, and you know, rest in peace, Sidney Poitier. But seeing clips, you know, from his movies uh-huh. o- on the news shows over the the past couple of days since they since he passed away. Well, the the from uh, in the heat of the night, you know when. The, the old white dude slaps him and he slaps him back. And the, the old white dude's like, there was a day when I could have had you shot. Well, the problem, you know, and this is, I mean, when when did they make that movie? That, I That's, mean, that, you know, that over 50 years ago. Yeah, it was uh, early 60s. And there are still people in the South who not only think there was a day, right. but that that day is going to come back. Right. And that's one of Let's the things when you look at again. January 6th right. and the, the people who perpetrated the, I mean, the horrors on, on our capital, you look at the, the groups mm-hmm. historically that they idolize the right. flags and symbols that they fly. Right. And you got, uh, the Nazis who, you know, they, if, I recall correctly, they they lost World War II. Yeah. Uh, you got the Confederates, and uh, again, a little fuzzy on the history, but uh, at least on paper, they they lost the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Now you got these January sixth insurrectionists, like third third time losers, you know, and that's. For for all the metaphors, I'm really surprised that these guys haven't been like you know, glomming onto the movie Rudy or anything, any other sports movie where the the lovable underdog comes back and wins, because these guys ultimately they are they are lovable losers minus the lovable part. I mean, they're just a bunch of fucking losers who worship losers from the past. And keep thinking they're. I mean, I don't know who they think they are, but they're wily coyote. That's ironic because they're so macho. They're so air quotes alpha. They're so about winning and and being better. And I'm like, well, then why do you follow ideologies of losers? The yeah. fascists are losers. Well, all the fascists lost. Well, wait, well, we're, oh, oh, this so time, all, uh, this time they're gonna get it right. Oh. I'm always wondering. So you keep telling me that immigration is a problem, right? 
So what does this have to do with immigration? Why did you guys go down and tear up the Capitol building? You took a shit in some of the buildings, and and you 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 walked a Confederate flag into a, into a place that there's never been a Confederate flag. You you tore up desks. You tore. What does this have to do with immigration? What does this have to do with COVID? Okay, you let an orange man and his stupid ass family con you guys, and the rest of them. Mark Meadows and everybody else that could sell this lie and got you guys to go in and tear up something. You killed five, well, you killed one and four committed suicide, I think. That 187 minutes is going to cost his ass, and that should be I hope so. That should be the thing that puts him in jail. Yeah, I don't know if it'll really do it, but I hope that they have enough, because that 187 minutes is what's going to cost all of them. I'm I'm seeing, honestly, just... You know, call me a cynic, uh, but because of the, (laughs) hey now, it's with the name calling. (laughs) I'm so hurt, but I, I just view our government as being so broken and ineffective that I, as much as I would love to see Trump go to jail for anything having to do with that day or like all the bullshit leading up to it. I think it's going to be a Capone situation. Ultimately, when they do get him, it's going to be the the New York AG, right, uh, with the tax evasion. And again, I don't care. You know, as as like like we were talking about with Merrick Garland earlier, just because we're not hearing updates doesn't mean you know that right. nothing's being done. But I know they're they're investigating him in the state of Georgia. You know, right. for, oh, that, for that for that Raffensperger phone call. And again, this is like we were saying earlier. All the proof is right there on paper. I mean, I think it, the reason it's we're on not video, about it. it's on you know on tape, but mm-hmm. the prosecutors still need to. You know, it's kind of like as comedians. You know, when people are like, "Oh, you know, it must be fun being a political comedian because with Donald Trump, the jokes just write themselves." It's like, no, the jokes even without Donald Trump, the jokes never write themselves. You know, and it's going back to the comments I was making earlier about open micers who don't know the difference between therapy and comedy. It's something horrible may have happened. That in and of itself, however, is not the joke. That's not the comedy. The comedy is what you make of it. And so it's, you know, it's not a situation. Well, you know, it's, it's all right there. The prosecutors still have a lot of work to do with it, Mm -hmm. you know, and they have to consider what if every judge that I bring this in front of is going to be so stupid that they are asking, you know, someone who can't be in their courtroom with COVID on video. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's so bad about COVID? (laughs) You know, and so, yeah, the prosecutors have a lot of work to do. They have to make it airtight. They also have to keep it quiet. I think that's big. I think that's one of the reasons why we haven't heard too much of the detail about these. Because the way misinformation works right now with QAnon and and all this, we've got, like, cult leaders teaming up to make a bigger Megatron transformer cult. I mean, Candace Owens, yeah. Yeah, they, I think they're doing the right thing in keeping things on the hush-hush side, not having any leaks, because if they allow the disinformation machine to get ahead of it, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. in the public eye, at least, these cases will be undone. Yeah, absolutely. Right. 
No. And I think, you know, and that's the, you know, we were talking earlier, I'd mentioned that, you know, the, the Trump is out of office, but you know, the ideas are still there and you've got all these mini Trumps. And, you know, like you were saying, the, the parts of the ultimate Voltron cult leader that are, that are trying to pop up having spent many years, uh, in the music industry and having been a, a fan of music for many years longer than that, I, the, the comparison I came up with is, and I'm, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is Pearl Jam in, in any means whatsoever, but all of these like little Trump wannabes like DeSantis and Cruz and Candace Owens and, and Peter Navarro, they are definitely the creeds to yeah. his Pearl Jam. And say what you will about Creed. I like Creed. Mm, all right. Well, <laughs> and you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but for the most part, people who really like Creed are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's funny. We we were talking uh, before the show uh, about like eating fast food every once in a while. And it's like, I, there's shit that I listen to from time to time that, I mean, it's not Creed, but it's not good. Uh, but it's, it's fun, and so I will enjoy it. But it's it's the thing of I know it's fast food. Yeah. You know, it's it's I'm not sitting here kidding myself, going no 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 no. You know, there's a lot of people don't consider the the benefits of a, a Big Mac and and French fry uh, based diet. I, I there's no delusion there. It, you know, it's like yeah. we we had some very delicious pie before the show. Not eating that twenty four seven though. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know I. I think uh, you know the what's going to come out also that they've already put out. What what happened when Ivanka and all those guys were trying to talk to Trump, and he sat there. I mean, even Don Jr. and they're going to talk to Hannity. Hannity. I mean, you know, I don't know if you saw, but CNN did a thing where they show what was really said, and then what then what Hannity said on his show. You know, they were doing these different things where it's like, oh, you dirty dog, man. You went and you told, you say this and you told like, they read the text. But then what he said on, you know, uh, on his show was something totally different, you know. And so it's, 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 I hope that they, you know, drop the hammer down. But it's only going to, you have to be patient. Yeah, we'll see what happens. What's the stuff about the Hannity texts? Oh, so uh, January 6th committee released some texts from Sean Hannity to Mark Meadows. It was part of the whole Mark Meadows dump before he decided, um, no, I'm, I'm not going to play along, but he had already turned in like just thousands of pages of documents, including text messages. Laura Ingram too. Yeah. From they were calling Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, Brian Kilmeade, Don Jr. Yeah. Who were all texting Mark Meadows on the sixth, basically in one way or another saying, you need to make him stop. He needs to stop this now. You know, Brian Kilmeade was like, he's, he's ruining uh, his legacy, you know. And mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Hannity, basically, and I think this is going to be really interesting because you already know his lawyers are going to, you know, oh, First Amendment, he's a journalist. First of all, he's not a journalist. Nope, he and I not. think he's even stated, I know Tucker Carlson and there, there have been uh, cases where Fox lawyers said, no, Carlson's program is just entertainment. It's yeah. not news. It's not journalism. Uh, so there, there is that. But there, you know, they're going to try and beat the First Amendment drum. 
And in the letter to Sean Hannity, the, the January 6th committee said, this is not about your show. This is not about your programming. This is not about your political beliefs. This is about the role you played as an informal White House advisor on the 6th. And I'm actually giving a little more than what they put in. But that was basically the gist. It's, it's kind of like if I get drunk and get behind the wheel and drive through a, a homeless en encampment and kill 20 people there before ramming my car into a school and driving through the school and killing 500 children there and then taking that car. It's a very, it's a very reliable car uh, and driving it through a convent and, and killing 20 nuns. And you, you take issue with that. And I, I say, wait, so you're coming down on me because of the music I was listening to when I went out for a drive. And I was like, no, this has, this has nothing to do with the music that you were listening to. It has everything to do with all the other stuff you did on that drive. So I think, and it seems like the, the folks on the, on the committee are totally prepared with defenses. Like they know that Hannity is going to try and you, what you don't, you don't like that. I listen to Barbara Streisand and, and they're gonna be like, it has nothing to do with your musical choices. And he is going to keep trying to make this about journalism and the first amendment. And I already told him that, um, if you don't look, you can either come by and see us. We're asking you, or we can subpoena you. And if we subpoena you and then you go onto your deal, we got all, we got the info. We got your shit, okay? So we just want to talk to you. It'll be interesting to see who Fox picks as a fill-in host uh, when he's sitting in jail for contempt of Congress. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that stupid. And if they call Laura Ingram, they got her too. And and because uh, they're talking about subpoenaing to, uh, to give a subpoena to his daughter also, and Ivanka was right there the whole thing the whole 187 minutes she sat there they were all there trying to talk to him everything and they're going to get i tell you the, the the main weasel that they want that they should get jerry kushner because he also behind just Jisogi, uh Kashogi. he was behind that he knew that they were going to kill that dude they all knew and he made that money and then they cut that deal and so you know trump went off on netanyahu because he's welcome, you know, he congratulated Biden. He said, no, fuck you. You're not my friend. You're not a blah. I said, dude, what did you expect? He's the president. <laughs> They're giving us $10 billion. What do you think? I'm not going to congratulate the guy who's giving money to my country for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, or if not longer. You know, and you're going to tell me I can't congratulate him? Hell, I, he didn't like Obama, but he congratulated Obama. Come on. You know, that, that was a dumb move. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, yeah, but you know, these people are, you know, not dealing with reality. <laughs> oh, uh, it's so the difference you know, between reality and reality shows. Israel and, is, uh, getting ready to give out their fourth booster. So they're already, booster. You know, wow. yeah, well, because they've already, I mean, you know, they're just getting prepped. So that's how we knew about Omicron and everything. Because through Israel, Israel is like the first on the, they're first in everything. By the way, I, t I just have to say, maybe this is an age thing, but it, this has been bothering me all week. Uh, the, the phrase Omicron surge just, it makes me think like 
is, is that like a Earth, Wind, and Fire B side? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Gatorade flavor. <laughs> Feel the surge. Omicron surge. It's like for the tr- like the new Transformers movie. Omicron surge. Gatorade for a limited time only. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm waiting for the the conservatives who you know been idiots about well everything uh, to start denying that there's an omicron surge that this is just people who don't want to go back to work after yeah. the holidays. Uh, well, that was yeah, the whole except thing for the- except for people like Aaron Rodgers and and Novak Djokovic, who they want to go to work. They don't want their coworkers to go to work though. <laughs> well, uh, well, Australia told them get out. It's so funny when you said Novak Djokovic. I was like, wait, is that his name? <laughs> it's so close. It's Novak Djokovic. Novak, yeah. But it's like such a perfect name for yeah. exactly what happened. Novak it's, Djokovic. It's kind of like Djokovic. the redhead with abs. <laughs> well, the, there is a Djokovic in the NBA, and they call him the Joker. Mm, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, on that note i think that's a good time to wrap things up uh let everyone get out there enjoy national english toffee day yeah well we just had our toffee we we have had our toffee go drink some omicron surge <laughs> get it at 7-eleven mm-hmm. uh, well i you know i always sanitize after going to 7-eleven so i try not to get it there even yeah. before covid uh- yeah. they <laughs> said that uh, 7-eleven is a peace tradition for uh covid really yeah Hmm. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I, <laughs> it's like getting on a cruise ship. If you got a cruise gig right now, you're like, eh, no. I mean, I know Vargas Mason and uh, what Lamont Ferguson. They're both on. They were on cruise ships. Um, and I was like, dude, I'm not. They, if they ask me to go do a cruise gig, you're not going. You can't go anywhere. Yeah, I've got stuck some, on the water. I've got some friends who uh, I should reach out to them, uh, but they were scheduled to go on a cruise. I believe they did. Uh, and it was it was really I mean not funny funny not ha ha funny but like old friend of mine in town <coughs> rest of the family coming out to meet and then they were all going to go on a cruise from L A and like we went out to dinner and then the next day was when they were all supposed to be leaving and that was when the headlines were like if you've got plans for a cruise just don't uh, <laughs> and so yeah I gotta I gotta check I, it I was then. gonna say that you know. They've been having all these people falling overboard. Really? Yeah, they've been falling over. I'm like, dude, how are you falling overboard? How about but you can't get drunk and sit on the edge of a rail. That's not that's not smart. I mean, no, well, the, the trick is getting someone else to get drunk and sit on a rail. So my woman had her own room and she was standing out on her balcony and all of a sudden said, Oh my god, someone's falling. Douche. Yeah. And they don't find you. Quote, unquote, falling. Yeah. They I'm, don't find you. Are, not, are people just getting pushed off? Is everybody I'm, murdering their spouse? I'm thinking it's a mix of murders and suicides. Well, it's, the grandfather dropped his grand uh, granddaughter, grandson, and he he eventually said that he did it. He accidentally dropped him, which is what he should have said in the first place, but he, they tried to blame the ship yeah. for the problem. That's not it. He baby slipped out of his hand well how come you you know how come you a your windows open and b are big enough for people to put babies through if you don't want people to be dropping babies out of ship windows it's a design flaw well first you take the baby then you put the baby out the window so they can (laughs) see the ocean here you go baby and then and then someone asks you what time it is whoa ah, ah the baby and and you know they dump all their food uh, the, the ships do they dump it in the ocean so there's always if 
you ever on the back of a ship, you know, during the day, you can see all the fish following the ships. So if you go off a ship, don't worry. Someone's so, gonna take wait, care of you. So wait, are you telling me like the 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 fat people on mobility scooters on cruise ships who spend most of their time at the buffet are actually doing their part to keep the oceans clean? <laughs> Now that's that's something I can get behind. Yeah. Uh, I can also get behind National English Toffee Day and National Bubble Bath Day, and I, I get behind uh, us going out and bringing the good vibes that we brought here to the studio out to the rest of the world. So with that, I want to thank you guys for being here for the first show of 2022. And plenty, plenty more ahead. As far as I can tell. 52 weeks in this year, just like there are in pretty much every other year. And most of those weeks we'll be doing shows. So I want to thank you for being here to do it with me. Well, that sounds weird. Thanks for doing the show. Cat Alvarado, always great to see you. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? You can always find me at the Cat Alvarado on Twitter and Instagram. And, um, I post all my shows to my Instagram stories. So if you want to see me live, just check there and you will see the shows that I have coming up. They're mostly in LA. Actually, I'm in Arizona next weekend, so that'll be fun. Oh, right on. Yeah. We should talk about that because I've got some friends there who might be interested in going to see you. So we'll see if you're in the same part of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Glendale, Arizona at Stir Crazy Comedy Club. Hey, Stir Crazy, directed by Sydney Poitier. So yeah. we've come full circle. Very <laughs> nice. To well, talk to you about bookers. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. And uh, yeah, check out the Cat Alvarado and uh, find out where else you can check her out. Mr. Time and Ship, always a pleasure. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Uh, time and Ship at Instagram, Time and Ship at Facebook, Time and Ship at um, hmm, this, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter. There you go. And you can get my book, My East St. Louis, on Amazon.com or my uh, CD, Universal Brother, on um, CD Baby. Yeah, and my website is timeshipatweebly.com. Right on. Well, thank you for being here with us today. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the socials, not usually on Instagram, but when I am, I am the Dr. Robinson. On the Facebook, I am dr.david.robinson. And on the Twitter, I am at Stand Up, Fall Down. Three places you can find me and not Marjorie Taylor Greene. Is she back on Facebook now? I know they only gave her like a, a couple days. Uh, Twitter, full She's band. banned, yeah. Yeah, but Facebook, uh, the, they they took the Susan Collins approach. Very concerned, but they think, they think she's learned her lesson. <laughs> this show, as you probably already know, also on the socials, on the Facebook, all spelled out. We are Let's Be Treasonable. And on the Twitter, we are at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you, the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening, even the platforms where you're not, if you got the time and inclination. If you didn't like what you heard, sorry to hear that. Not sure why you stuck around, but thanks for doing that. Make a deal. You don't tell anyone, we won't tell anyone. 
Everyone's happy. Sounds good to you. Sounds good to me. We will be back next week in one form or another. Until then, goodbye. Bye.